Welcome, everybody, to the most must-listen Patreon-exclusive podcast on the Talk Film Society Podcast Network. Welcome to Marking, Marking the, the Marks, Marks with, with Marcus, Marcus and, and Marcelo. Marcelo. Hey, Marcus. Hello, Marcelo. Happy New Year. Yes, Happy New Year. Happy, happy New, New Decade. Year. Happy New Decade. Happy New First Episode of the New Year well, yes. I mean that one I haven't dropped yet. It'll be out soon too. But the the new new episode is this one of twenty twenty one, the one actually created in this year. Yes, uh, the previous episode. If you were a Patreon follower, uh, it's dropping around the same time as this, and uh, that two and a half hour uh, episode we recorded it back in nine, two thousand nineteen, but it's coming out twenty twenty. It can't be that long, right? It's two hours and 30 minutes, Marcus. Oh my God. Oh my God. What are, what are we doing? <laughs> Let's try not to make this episode two hours and 30 minutes, for God's sake. Got a lot to talk about. Do we? It's just the Royal I Rumble. I think so. It's just know. the Royal Rumble. We, this is like one of the few episodes we, we've done no uh, uh, pre-talking about. We haven't planned this episode, really. No? No. I, yeah, like usually don't I ask you, hey, do you have any news? Or, hey... Uh, what else, or what other things we should see? Sure. Uh, you've mentioned. Oh, and I'm Marcelo, and you're Marcus. Uh, I'm. I've been watching wrestling now for a full year. Uh, after having taken a break, uh, about a fifteen twenty year break from watching wrestling, but you've been watching wrestling for the last like three or four years nonstop. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's who we are. Anyway. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> who cares? Um. <laughs> um. But no, like I can. <clears throat> I, sometimes we watch, you know, uh, some other ma- some other matches or another uh, 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 pay per view or another like whatever. This month, all I've done so far is just watch the Royal Rumble 2020 that just happened, just ended about 20 minutes ago, and that's it. I know nothing else of what happened, what's what's been happening in wrestling for the last month. So sure, yeah, that that's my uh, that's me coming to this episode, Marcus. I haven't talked yeah. to you about anything other than that about the Royal Rumble. How you doing? Doing all right? I'm doing great, actually. Yeah, um, but uh, but uh, I mean, before we dive into the Royal Rumble, we always have our news segment, right? Sure. Yes, and uh, Marcelo, there is a little bit of wrestling news that uh, I think we could probably uh, get into, like just during the course of the Royal Rumble match. Like the John Morrison is back; he's in the Rumble. We can talk about that there. I do not know uh, who John Morrison is. You have to no, tell me you who saw that him is. Tonight. <laughs> you saw did, him. did I? <laughs> yes. It was or was it the time I, I got up and just went to the restroom and like just just yeah I guess you could have missed him. Just hid there for like two minutes. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, uh, you know the Russell Kingdom happened. Tetsuya Naito ended up winning both the IWGP Heavyweight Championship and the Intercontinental Championship. You know, you know, just kind of standard stuff. Uh, not not any groundbreaking news, but I think there is one piece of news that is very uh, pertinent to. Oh. Not necessarily wrestling, but definitely to this show, to <gasps> us as people, to you and me, Marcelo. Oh my gosh, something that affects us personally. Yes, yeah, so, Marcelo, the 
Academy Awards <laughs> nominations happened recently, right? Yes, yes, they did. And you know, for the most part, what do you think about them? Like for the most part, they're fine, right? My honest opinion is, um, um, a lot of good stuff got nominated. Um, sure. I'm I'm excited for the potential winners. Sure. Um, I'm trying to be very diplomatic, and I, uh, I think I'm aware of where you're going to go with this. Um, uh, I wish some things weren't nominated, but hey, that's life. Sure. Uh, why bring this up now, Marcus? Well, I think that I agree with you. I think for the most part they are fine, but I think in my mind, and you didn't say it there because you didn't want to spoil the surprise, of course. <laughs> and in the mind of all of our listeners, is that we are extremely pissed off about something. That there is one big omission from this list. <laughs> okay, there are two ways I thought this was going to go. Now sure. I realize where it's, where this is going to go. Now, <laughs> are you saying, Marcus, in so many words, that uh, our that we took down Paul Walter Hauser's chances uh, of of being nominated for Best Actor? Well, no, I would never claim that. I hope <laughs> I hope that I did not do this because Paul Walter Hauser is our boy. I was rooting no. for him. I wanted him to to, and and you know like he 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 should have been nominated for for his for his uh, titular performance in Richard Jewell. He sh- <laughs> he he deserved that nomination. It is one of the defining performances of our era of this generation. Okay, he, like, uh, he should have been nominated. He should have won. Everybody should have had to bow down before him at that at that uh, award show when he was making his acceptance speech. It's a very good thing. I was listening to last month's episode uh, today because you're laying it on right now as thick as you were laying it on last episode. Now you need to cool off, Marcus. <laughs> I I'm going to come at it a different way, like I did last episode. Paul Waterhauser, we sunk your ship. You were the reason why you didn't get nominated. No. Do you want to get? No. Do Do you want a uh, 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 redemption? Not redemption. Do you want revenge? Do you want vengeance? Come on the show and fight us. <laughs> oh yes, yeah. so you should. You should definitely do that, Paul. But yeah. But first, like I, we need to really commend you for your performance in Richard Jewell. <laughs> no. We need to tell you that not only were you robbed for best actor, you were robbed for best supporting actor three different times. <laughs> he should have been nominated for. His performance as Mancuso in Late Night. He should have been per- nominated for his performance as Terrence in Beats. He should have been na- nominated for his performance as Puppet Hank in Seven Days to Vegas. I can hear you like, sc- scrolling through the IMDb. It is a goddamn tragedy that this man, who so defined this era, so defined last year as a whole, was completely ignored. And frankly, I am angry. Ah, okay. We're playing good cop, bad cop right now. Um, Paul, it, it, and I know you're hearing this because you apparently hear every wrestling podcast ever. Yes. Um, uh, you know, I put a curse on you. <laughs> 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 I did it. I, I, I made a voodoo doll of you and I, I'm the reason why you weren't nominated for any, uh, Oscars. Well, Paul, unfortunately, my magic is not enough to undo the curse. <laughs> but possibly, if you were here to defend yourself and I was on your side, maybe we could do it together. I'm kidding, Paul Walterhauser. Of course, I'm kidding. Um, if if this uh, uh, if if me saying uh, I apologize for you not getting nominated, and I really honestly believe you should have been nominated over some actors who were, 
uh, if that gets you on the show, so be it. <laughs> and I'm, <laughs> I'm not saying it just to have you on the show, but uh, go read my review again. I mean, you may have already read it. Um, because, uh, like we mentioned last episode, Marcus uh, added uh, uh, Paul Winterhauser's Twitter. Yes. Uh, saying, hey, come on the show. <laughs> and he never responded back. Yeah, you completely ignored it. Uh, Marcel, of course, did not at you. He just used your name on Twitter and he was uh, retweeted. We were ignored. I was ignored. I'm not upset about that, though. You know, I still love you. I still I think the Academy are a bunch of fucking hacks. He- uh, but Marcelo. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, we should also note. Um, I think we have already. He's a big wrestling fan, and why wouldn't he sure, come on the yes. show that we t- where we talk nothing about wrestling? Yes, I guess if you haven't heard the last episode, or that's why we want him on. Yes, he's a huge wrestling. Not just because he's, I don't know, why, yeah. because he started Richard Jewell. We're <laughs> 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 also trying to get Olivia Wilde and John Hamm. Yeah, Sam we're just big Jewell heads here. <laughs> Jewel, we love Jewell, uh, Richard, and the musician Jewell. Uh, sure. Uncut and so forth. No, that's yes. gems, not jewels. Oh my gosh! Listen, are there, are there, is there a difference? Gems and jewels. Yeah. We'll we'll, we'll touch on that on our uh, on our jewelry podcast. Of course, we it were. Get yes. that up and running. But yeah, Paul Unterhauser, it sucks. Uh, uh, who who got nominated? You know what? Fuck. Uh, what's his face? Jonathan Price in that movie that doesn't exist. Yeah, that's bullshit, man. The two Get popes? him out of there. The two popes. Who yeah. gives a fuck about two popes? Yeah, right? more like the two... Uh, more like one jewel. <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah. Two popes can't equal one jewel. No, no way, no way. Uh, that's my... No bullshit. Put the, put the sarcasm aside. Honestly, yeah. I haven't seen two popes, but I can guarantee you uh, Paul Winterhouse's performance in Richard Jewell is a, is a lot better than... Jonathan yeah. Price's performance. And you know, you know why you haven't seen Two Popes? Because it's not a real fucking movie. All no. right, I think we should be Nobody. Re- rewarding real movies. Exactly. Nobody's seen the Two Popes. It's like yeah. a, it's like a huge, like weird marketing hoax by Netflix. You know, they think they can. You know, uh, they made the Irishman and Marriage Story. They think yeah. they can just you know, you know, just release a trailer for a movie that doesn't exist and sure. have people think it's real. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. You. Thought you saw all those Criterion announcements from Netflix recently. Guess what wasn't on that list? Yeah, two popes. The two fucking popes, because it's not goddamn real. All and right. you know what? Right. And you know what is going to get in the Criterion collection? Yeah, I Paul, do. Paul Winterhauser, the man. The collection. Yes, <laughs> he's going Just to be a big, inducted. <laughs> a big bust of his face, <laughs> made of gold. He's going to the be like, discs of every single one of his movies <laughs> spits out of his mouth. Spine like eight hundred is going to be <laughs> Paul Powerhouser, the man. Yes, um, yes. So yes, so we're 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 spinning off. We're not we're not going to be talking about wrestling anymore. We're just going to be we're going to be talking about nothing but Paul Powerhouser movies. The house uh, cast, the house the house, house. house. <laughs> uh, bringing down the house. The house. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, thank you, Paul Hauser, for being a true American hero. All right. For all that you do. All right. Uh, so that's the news done with. Um, can we talk about the Royal Rumble? Yes, please. Let's. Yes. There's no. There's no more important news. We should get right into the Royal Rumble. What year. a rumble! Obviously. Sure. Sure. <laughs> 
Um, I'm not going to reveal my thoughts on it overall until the very end when, when we rank this thing. Yeah. As yeah, we always not. do. Uh, but we'll go match by match as always. And we'll judge each and every match um, ruthlessly. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you catch the pre-show, Marcus? I did not. I was cooking during that time. I saw like a little bit of Seamus versus Shorty G. And that seemed uh, fine. Uh, Shorty G got his ear cut really bad. I hope that's not uh, bad. We got a lot of more blood to talk about tonight, I believe. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, Seamus won. And then also, I didn't find this out until the show was almost over and I looked it up. Um, apparently, Humberto Carrillo versus Andrade for the United States Championship. Apparently, that was also on the pre show. Yeah. And Andr- Andrade retained. I don't know. I didn't see it. Yes, it says here Andrade uh, won over Humberto Carrillo. Yeah. Yeah, so those so, are the two pre matches. Which brings us to the main event. Not main events. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's get right to the main event. No. <laughs> the pay per view. It brings us to the War Bumble. Mm-hmm. I, sh- I should also say for anybody following my podcast endeavors or this podcast or me in general, Marcus in general. It's been now a year. Uh, well, has it been exactly a year? I don't, when was the last uh, Royal Rumble? I don't know the date. Now you're asking me to remember <laughs> old dates? Are you kidding me? <laughs> but, but, but yes, it's been one now, year, not since we started uh, this show, but since we first started talking about wrestling. January 27th, 2019. So tomorrow. Okay. Okay. This recording. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to ask you random dates now. <laughs> Um, yes, uh, that's when, um, uh, for marking the marks, I thought of, I thought up, uh, an episode where, Hey, I'm going to have Marcus on the show and, uh, he, uh, he and I are going to watch, well, I'm going to watch the Royal Rumble and we'll talk about it. Cause he's at that point you were already a big wrestling fan and sure. You're yeah. Watch it anyway. I'm, I wasn't forcing you to watch it. Yeah, I was forcing you to watch it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And then that's when, um, yeah, the, basically this show got started. That was like the that was the backdoor pilot mm-hmm. uh, within that series. That uh, that uh, and then you know the powers that be greenlit this series from that backdoor pilot. So, Just because the fan reception was too except, overwhelming. I mean, I the, the I, my DMs were open and they were mm-hmm. flooded with uh, people saying this is the best thing I've ever. Listen to you guys talk about the War of Rumble 2019. Yeah, how you were so hot for Becky Lynch. I want an entire series where it's just nothing but that. Yeah, I, I couldn't stop there. I mean, I've, I'm still getting responses as of, as of today. You know, yeah, four yeah. Years later. Uh, I, I saw one person tweet that they watched the Royal Rumble because of us. I believe that's actually true. I think that was me. I was watching it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I saw uh, one other person who won't be named. Uh, but who has been named on this show previously? <laughs> was it, was Why like, won't I name him? There's no reason. But he was tweeting. <laughs> what does that mean? There's no reason. I don't know. He's been named a lot on our show, I believe, or at is least it, by us on other podcasts. Paul Waterhouser. <laughs> it's Paul Waterhouser. Yes, we got oh. him into wrestling. <laughs> Wait, is it Jesse? Yeah. Okay. There's like no reason why you wouldn't want to name Jesse. I, I think that if he wants to be named on our show, he should pay us, right? He does pay us. Pay us, pay us more. more. He pays you know? us enough. All right. Fine. You know what? Fine. For, for those who don't know, Jesse Jesse Griffin. Oh, I don't know your real name, Jesse. Um, yes, he's been a longtime fan of Talk of Society. 
Um, I'm surprised he's listened to this show as yeah. much as he has. <laughs> Him too. <laughs> I know. I'm surprised anybody listens to this show. Yeah. <laughs> but we we love our fans. Um, I make this show for one person. For you. And that person is Paul Walter House. <laughs> I want one listener to this show. Everybody else turn this off, please. As soon as soon as we get confirmation that Paul Walter Hauser listens to the show, th- that'll be the series finale. <laughs> it'll, the next episode, once we know that he's listened to the show, it'll be five minutes of us just saying, Paul Walter Hauser listened. That's it. We appreciate everybody else listening, but that was it. We've accomplished our mission. So, Paul, you have the power to end the show. <laughs> um, so Jesse, yes, thanks for watching it because of us. I missed those tweets. I was I was enraptured by the pay per view, so I, I wasn't on Twitter as much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I tweeted some stuff out, which we'll talk about later. Um, what, wait, uh, what, what was my point? Oh yeah, yes, it's been a year since uh, I, I started watching wrestling again, and um, I think it's time for some introspect introspection. Is that the word? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, having sat down to watch, and I'll 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 do this again at the end of the episode and give more thoughts about this. But I sat down and I thought to myself, "Yes, it's been a year," and I asked myself, "What have I learned?" And I'm going to be honest and say, "Not so much." <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no. In like in the grand scheme of things, I'm a I'm a fan of wrestling, but I'm still like kind of like out of my my uh out of my um element mm-hmm. because I don't watch it regularly which is not a bad thing I'm not saying like this you know the mission of this podcast has failed what I'm saying is I'm still in a good spot to make this podcast interesting <laughs> if I were a bigger fan maybe it wouldn't be as fun but I still have plenty of questions I'm still going to ask you so much so much about what happened during this Royal Rumble Marcus so For sure. the chemistry is still alive. Uh, I'm still, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm still hooked. Uh, but am I, uh, do I know more now a year later? Not as much. I know enough, but not as much. So yes. Um, but thanks to you, Marcus. I, I'm like as big of a fan now as, as I, uh, you know, uh, I'm still a, a fan of wrestling now. I'm not going to stop this podcast. I'm not going to stop watch, re- watching wrestling. So, yeah, so that's where I am a year later. Where are you? Where are you a year later after this whole thing? I am watching wrestling the exact same amount. <laughs> Nothing has changed. I still, I think I like it as much as I did a year ago. You know, I'm, I, I thought like maybe there's a chance that uh, you know maybe it was like a just a short stint for me, but I don't know. I feel like I'm pretty solidified. I like, I enjoy this, uh, this uh, thing enough that I'm probably going to just keep watching it like, yeah. until I uh, die. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great sentiment. I, you know, I'm trying to think of like why I stopped watching wrestling when I did back in like uh, 2000, 2001. Yeah. I don't know. I just got bored of it. Sure. Like, maybe there were plot lines where I'm like, uh, nothing ex- excites me. Yeah. See, I, I think you asked me this question, like on one of our first podcasts, like, or maybe I think it was the one with Shaq actually. Yeah. Or uh, Muddy in the Bank episode, he might have even asked it, like if I would ever get tired of it or stop watching. And like, I think it's very possible that because you were only watching WWF and WWE stuff, 
Exactly. Yeah, I think, stuff, yeah. yeah. I think it's very possible that there might be a point in the future that's not even that far away <laughs> that I would stop paying such close attention to WWE and maybe I would start watching stuff like the AEW or New Japan or fucking Ring of Honor or more independent stuff that maybe I'd start paying attention to that more uh, fully. Like, I think that's possible, but I don't think I'm going to get over wrestling. Yeah, entirely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I had nothing to fall back on. I mean, I kind of was watching TNT. Not, not, that's a network. TNA. TNA, yeah. Yeah, wrestling. But it wasn't coming on nearly enough. um, And I guess it didn't capture my attention enough to have me say, oh, I'll just watch that instead. Um, but anyway, uh, if it, when, whenever that day comes that you're like, I don't want to watch WWE anymore, you let me know and we'll, we'll shift this entire thing to something else. Um, I figured there's always more out there. There's always more out there. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's not just WWE. Sure. Imagine if this were a basic ass movie podcast and we had to talk about like only universal movies. How tiring would that get? Oh, there's a lot of Universal movies out there. Okay, Disney. I think Disney would get a lot more tiring more quickly. No, I mean there's a lot of Disney stuff. It's yeah, a, there is a classics. Lot of stuff, yeah. You know, uh, what about uh, what about only Marvel movies? Like maybe that get. Although, although we I do mean, have another podcast. We Marvel do. Movies, we and that's a great a podcast. podcast, and it's one of our best podcasts. <laughs> uh, just, you know, just keep going, just to find something. How about like um, um, no, that's not a good example I can think of. Even like like genres, we do. I mean, you do a sci-fi one. You can do like a a noir one. Sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, that's not a good example. I, th- I think you've painted yourself in a corner, Marcus. <laughs> My first example is the best one. I think if we were only watching this Universal's output for a while, I think maybe you'd start to see the seams or like. Now Disney's a better example because, like, a lot of their movies have similar issues. Well, okay, like, modern Disney. Yeah, yeah, modern yeah. Disney, sure. And, Disney. and like, uh, you know, like you, you you start to see the scenes, you start seeing like, well, I know what's going to happen. Why am I still watching this? It's it, actually, it, you know, you make a good point. I I, I take back back my statement about you calling about me calling you a dummy. Um, <laughs> uh, but no, I I watched uh, what is it? Uh, what the fuck was that called? Maleficent two. Yeah, and. Fucking! If I had to sit down and watch that type of bullshit for a podcast, yeah, you know all that new Disney stuff. Sure, I'd want to kill myself. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I felt the same fucking way watching the first Maleficent. I couldn't get through it. I, I was like, this, this is horrible. But no, this, this, this is just fucking garbage. Sure, I, I, you know, people can like it. That's fine. If you like it, good for you. I love you. But. I don't know. I, I could not do it. I could not do it. And and maybe, and I'm sure that there are thousands of wrestling fans that feel that exact same way about WWE. I'm not there yet. I feel like I could get there. It's, 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 there, it's but. a, it's a good comparison. And maybe I'm detached enough where I don't watch it regularly. Cause I mean, mm. I can, I can, I can, I could see the vitriol tonight from some people who are totally into wrestling and who are just watching the, they're watching the Royal Bumble and just were not happy. And I'm like, I don't see it. I mean, I was enjoying yeah. it. Um, but when you are, when you know the ins and outs and when you're watching constantly and you can see, like you were saying before, like, you know, 
the machine behind it building this this product uh, and making the wrong choices in yeah. your you know according to you and yeah when you're that connected I'm sure it becomes draining um, but no but you're not there yet right no I'm not and and thanks to this night probably won't be there for a while hint hint hint, hint. okay yeah. do you want to, uh, to it. the first match yeah uh, my cell phone sealed up and now I opened it back up and now I opened it up to last year's Royal Rumble. I'm going to scroll back right. to 2020. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I, I could just say, I mean, hold on. Uh, and I'm scrolling <laughs> down to the matches. Right. Yeah. Results. Um, and here we go. Sure. It's yeah. Okay. There it is. Great. King- <laughs> what is it, Marcella? King Corbin versus Roman Reigns. Yes. Don't count anywhere. Anywhere in the whole building. At anywhere, yeah. You mean anywhere? The announcer specifically said um, anywhere in Minute Maid Park. They were in Houston, Texas tonight. By the way, uh, could, oh, could yeah. you could you could you hear the could you hear the crowd roaring all the way from Austin? In Austin, I had my window uh, open and I paused my TV and I just put my ear, you know, on the on the windowsill. Yeah. And I could hear the cheers. I could hear people chant. Uh, this is awesome. Do, 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 do. I could it's hear magical. that. It's yeah. magical. From 300 miles away. <laughs> so this match, um, King Corbin up to his old tricks. He's the heel yeah. in this. Uh, calling, calling himself King Corbin, which I still don't, uh, I don't care for. Yeah. Yeah. He won the King of the Ring. A few months ago. So, so we can't dispute it. He deserves to call himself that. But boy, what a jerk. I guess. Uh, what's this deal with Roman Reigns? Why Why do they hate each other? Um. So, yeah. Like, this feud's been going on for a few months. Like, uh, you know, Roman's just like the big, 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 big good guy. And <laughs> King Corbin's the big bad guy. So at that level, they hate each other. But also uh, because King Corbin specifically started targeting Roman Reigns, saying, like, you're not a leader. You're a, you're a little chump. And I'm better than you and I could beat you. And he like tied, he tied Roman to a post and poured a bunch of dog food all over him. It's all gross. Um, gross, man. And Roman has not forgotten it. Uh, King Corbin, of course, beat him last month at whatever pay-per-view that was. And Roman uh, finally came back to attempt to get his revenge on King Corbin. Both of these men were, uh, in two matches tonight, they're both in the Royal Rumble. We'll talk about that later. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, no, I, I this was a good match. I thought uh, like a really fun, just yeah. You know, and it, it was interesting. I think both of the last two years they've started with a Royal Rumble and ended with a Royal Rumble. I think this is probably a better strategy of start with something that has the chance to bore the crowd later on. And you're guaranteed that they're going to love this and they're going to love whatever Royal Rumble, whenever that happens, because people are there for the Royal Rumble. They're going to be into it no matter when it goes on. So it's probably a smart idea to start with something that's not that just to guarantee another match will be liked. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I thought this was a good one. No. Yeah, you're right. It was a good way to start because we're going to be spending two full hours with two matches all of them within a ring. Why not have a match start out of the ring? 
and have it take place yeah. like ninety percent outside and in in the in the um there at Minimate Park. Um, they retrofitted the the baseball field into uh, uh, the stadium wrestling ring thing. Mm-hmm. They were out there at the, at the oh fuck, what the fuck you call them? The 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 outpost? What is it? The uh the 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 pit where the players are. The, the, baseball. the dugout. The, the dugout. dugout. Oh my yes. god. Yes. <laughs> ah. The dugout. They were out in the dugout and like doing like spears on that on that shit and stuff. So that was fun to see. Yeah, yeah. And you know, they went through the crowd, they went like behind the stands or whatever and uh you some know, goons, the falls count anywhere. Some goons yeah. came out. Yeah, there's no rules in a falls count anywhere. Some goons came out to try to help King Corbin. He's always got his goons. And today they were not uh successful because Roman Reigns had a few goons of his own. Yeah, it was goons versus goons there for yeah. a second. Good guy goons, though. Good guy goons good, versus good goons bad, and guy bad goons. goons. Yeah, and uh, the Usos came out to attack Dolph Ziggler and uh, Robert Roode. Uh, that, that I thought that that whole segment was fun, where it was kind of we're just watching those four fight, and Roman and King Corbin are doing something else, and they had that big moment where. Uh, Dolph and Robert were like standing next to each other, and then out of nowhere. Uh, I think it was Jay Uso just jumped like ten feet over like yeah. a guardrail above them. Like that, I thought that was like just awesome. That was nuts. It was like a one half story fall right on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, like, and you know, the whole match was full of like just fun little stuff like that. Like you said, they speared each other on, or uh, Roman speared Corbin on top of the the dugout. I don't know. They they use the space very well. I thought for. Like they've done a lot of false count anywhere matches in the last year. I, I think they used the space better than they have been in the recent ones. Yeah, um, they had that whole porta potty bit, which yeah, yeah. I it was it was good idea, but not uh, executed well in my opinion. You think so? Where Roman Reigns put uh, King Corbin in a porta potty and spun her around and knocked the porta potty over. That was a good idea. You're right. It's a good idea, but. Okay, weren't you? That's <laughs> really good. Weren't you full on expecting, like Corbin to come out like, like dressed in blue stuff? Yeah, and he came out like they did. A, they, okay, uh, maybe this won't surprise you, but like on Raw a year ago, they did another porter body thing. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Uh, yeah, and I think it. Man, was it Corbin? It might have been Corbin again. <laughs> just redoing the same things over and over. Yeah, I know Kevin Owens was also involved, and I think Kevin Owens like kicked Corbin over a side with a while he was inside of a porta potty, and he got he did come out drenched in like blue stuff that time. This time, I don't know, maybe Roman didn't want to get wet. I don't know. Oh, or like on. they had to come back for the Royal Rumble later, so it's like his clothes can't be wet, or they can't afford two but- pairs of clothes. <laughs> Okay, that's a good excuse. Yes, uh, yeah, yeah. Because like uh, they, they they had to be dry for the match that's going to take place two and a half hours sure. later. Yeah. yeah, good, good thinking. Um, no, I like this match. Uh, again, like those goons coming in, that was a good thing. And then that one guy doing a a, a sky dive from like uh, a pie, that was cool to see. Good use of um uh tools, not tools. <laughs> it's just stuff around. Yeah. I liked uh, seeing Roman Reigns just casually high-fiving people as he walked through the crowd. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was nice. I also took note of that. Yeah, he. Uh, I like those moments. Um, 
Yeah. You know, I guess I should bring this up from last episode. I was not at tonight's Royal Rumble. Uh, in case you didn't know. Marcus, did you not know? Uh, I thought there was a chance he might surprise me, but I guess you weren't. <laughs> that was not uh, <laughs> Uh, he could have theoretically I, been there. I could have been in the crowd with uh, Roman Reigns and King Corbin as I walked through, but I was not. Uh, I decided not to. I think I mentioned this in the last episode. I would have. It would have been weird for me just to go by myself because I couldn't find anybody to go with. Ne- uh, next time they come to Austin, we'll we'll try to push it harder that you go. But, yes. Uh, um, I know they're going to be in San Antonio. Um, I think tomorrow. Mm. Uh, for Raw, yeah, and I will not be going to that. One. So I don't know. Why, I don't know why I even brought it up. <laughs> um, but you know, I'll keep my eye out. Um, next thing, next thing that comes around here, I'm, I might find somebody to go with. I'll go. Yeah, I'll go. yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll be fun. Yeah. Um, but it looked like again. It looked like a like. I mean, it was a good first match, and um, the use of space was good. That the stadium looked packed. Uh, it looked like the crowd was having a good time. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I was kind of hoping, not hoping. I I was kind of like uh, feeling like, oh, maybe I should have gone. But anyway, I love the look of the stadium too. They did a really good job making it look cool. I thought. Yeah, uh, it, they they pulled off uh, making that baseball park into a uh, yeah like a wrestling ring stadium thing. All right, so that was the first match. Oh, so who won? Roman Reigns won. He can't beat, can't, uh, can't take down the big dog. Can't no. keep him down. I didn't know his nickname was the big dog until tonight. When you saw the giant dog head <laughs> floating in the sky. <laughs> Has he always been called the big dog? Yeah. Yeah. And he's had that big dog uh, floating in the sky. He's had that probably every pay-per-view match that you've okay. seen him in. Okay. But- listen, listen, listen. <laughs> what, what did I say? Not but 10 minutes ago. I've learned nothing. <laughs> I have retained nothing. Yeah, it's, I, it's fair. It's true. I know just enough to get me by, but I'm always asking questions, and that's 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 why this podcast works. That's why the, the your, dynamic works. Your inquisitive nature uh, is why we all love you. I mean, I mean, what? I mean, imagine what Lethal Weapon would have been if Mel Gibson was straight laced and always followed the rules. It's not not a good movie. Right. Yeah, it might have been even worse. <laughs> uh, all right, next uh, match, right? Match. It was a match. It was a long one. Yeah, yeah, nice big long one. It was the Women's Royal Rumble match. Yes. Yes, one of the marquee matches of uh, the Royal Rumble pay-per-view. Of now, let's, let's go down every single uh, wrestler who jumped in, every elimination, well, all 30 of them. Let's go. Here I we have go. that all written down, so here we go. I actually have that not written down, but it's all on Wikipedia. So I was, yeah, I was keeping track uh, on myself because uh, I, of course, can't use Wikipedia. Uh, <laughs> Wait, what? Uh, uh, you know, anybody can just put whatever they want up there. Um, <laughs> Uh, okay, so Alexa Bliss and Bianca Belair. Those are your first two entrants. That's a interesting two, I thought. Uh, they, uh, you know, uh, they both they both went on for a very long time. They both kind of went the distance, not not uh, super long, but like both of them went. I think Bianca went like no wait, who was who was that first? Alexa went like twenty three minutes or something, and Bianca ended up going like thirty something. And yeah. Bianca 
created the new record for most women's eliminations with eight. And, uh, yeah, I thought this was like a really well-paced, good pay-per-view or a good, uh, rumble match, uh, like a good, uh, like uh, it it started and the the ring slowly filled up and then they cut it down again. The rings filled up again and they cut it down again. And there's a lot of fun little. The, the thing that really makes a good Royal Rumble match for me is how good the like mini stories in there are. I thought there were some really good ones in here, like when like Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville's relationship kind of breaking down in the middle of it when Sonya accidentally punched Mandy off the off the ropes and she fell into Otis's arms, which is kind of a thing they've been doing for a while, kind of breaking down their relationship and building Otis and Mandy Rose. Um, so I'm sure we'll see more fallout from that, uh, on SmackDown. I think they're on, <laughs> um, the story being told with Bianca, how she was like this powerhouse and, uh, getting all these eliminations, breaking the record, pushing the record, like, I think like three past what the previous record was. Um, Naomi, she had a big moment. The Naomi had a re-debut. She's been gone for, I don't know, four or five months, maybe. Um, and she comes back with this all new look. She gets a few eliminations. She looks great. Crowd's going nuts. Um, she had another, like one of those really fun moments that you love to see in a Royal Rumble, like uh, they get tossed out of the ring and by some miracle, they, she jumped all the way to the barricade and survived that way and like ran back. And I think, I believe she's done that before in one of these, but it's just fun. Really. It's just fun. Uh, yeah. A lot of like really fun, small stuff like that. I, what, what, what are you thinking, Marcel? You're right that um, what, what makes a good Royal Rumble match, um, and for those who don't know, yes, it's a 30-person match, which everybody goes in the ring, not, but not at the same time. They go in like 90 seconds apart, and uh, they have to be eliminated by being tossed over the top rope. Last person in the ring gets a shot at a, at a title at WrestleMania. That's a Royal Rumble. Um, the stories, yeah, the mini stories. Uh, I obviously I didn't know who to root for sure. because I wasn't following any of the stories beforehand, and but I know just enough about you know almost a big a big amount of these women who wrestled mm-hmm. um, that I had my favorites coming in. And uh, should we jump? I don't want to jump to the end just yet. No. But no, uh, that first half where Bianca Belair was just like on top, just eliminating so many people and just uh, coming into her own as like a, like a superstar, I think, having her moment to shine, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, she's from NXT, right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Uh, she's currently in line. She's the number one contender for Rhea Ripley's NXT Women's Championship. Um, so, like, this was a great way to like build her up before that match, you know? Yeah, and yeah, I I ended up loving her. Um, yeah, but uh, she got eliminated uh, about halfway through. Wow, well, you got to do it by somebody who we'll talk about here in a bit. Um, but yeah, I, uh, kind of like last year, cause I remember liking 
the women's Royal Rumble match a lot last year. Sure. It definitely showcased a lot of these women, their talents. They, yeah. they, I think a lot of them got like, you know, their own special moments. Uh, and I love that aspect of it. Um, and I, I know last year I said straight out that the the women's Royal Rumble was a lot better than the, the men's Royal Rumble. I don't know. I don't know if that's the case this year. We'll talk about the men's Royal Rumble later, but like mm-hmm. I'd say they're, they're both really good. So, yeah, yeah, they are both really good. And, yeah, uh, year, yeah. and both I think were way better than either of them last year. Cause yeah, last year the women's was better, but I think it was like marginally better and they both weren't that great this year. Both fantastic. Yeah. Um, one thing I liked about this one, like they've only, this is the third women's Royal Rumble match they've had the first one. Um, because it was the first one they wanted to do like a lot of, uh, surprises, a lot of like returning women, like, uh, Molly Holly was in that one. Kelly Kelly, she was in that one. They were both in this one. Beth Phoenix, uh, Trish Stratus, I believe. Ah. Um, they, they, they had a lot of like returning people. And so it didn't feel like, like it, it was fun to watch, but it felt a little gimmicky. They, they used the perfect amount on this one. Like it, it's, it's a okay to have a few returning people. And, they brought those three people back that I just said, Beth Phoenix, Molly Holly, and Kelly Kelly. And, uh, you know, they, they all got like a little time to shine, but they didn't really take anything away from anybody else. Uh, any of the new people that should be getting that attention. I thought they balanced that very well. And, um, another thing we should say about Beth Phoenix, uh, she got kind of fucked up in this. <laughs> uh, Beth she, Phoenix, who, um, what, what, isn't she, who is she? That, it, it, clarify for me who she is. Uh, the Glamazon. Yeah. Uh, former women's uh, divas champion. Uh, you know, like a big star of old. Uh, one that looks like she, uh, Hall of Famer, one that looks like she could probably still be wrestling. And I don't 100% understand why she's not full time wrestling. But I mean, she has a family and stuff. Uh, <laughs> and a family that we will talk about later because uh, her husband shows up later. Um, uh, bu- 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 yeah, I don't she know. Got yeah, she got, she got really fucked up. Like the back of her head got cut open in some way. I don't, I, I never saw how, but like. I, I, I didn't see it either. There was a moment, I forget who was. Um, uh, with her in in the, in a corner, somebody punched her like right in the face, and Beth Phoenix like took it, and I I I I'm I'm she either she sewed it really well, where like the referee came up and goes, "Are you okay?" <laughs> and yeah, even, like, yeah. the wrestler who was punching her was like, "Are you okay?" Or yeah. she was really hurt. Um, but she, she, she it seems like she took a lot of punches. Yeah, and yeah, and, and like this yeah. happened pretty damn early. The back of her head got cut open, and her hair was just covered blood. in blood, yeah. and it was just coming out and coming out the whole match. And it was getting on the other wrestlers. I remember like one point later in the match when she was trying to push Charlotte Flair out, and Charlotte got it all, got her blood all over her shoulder. It was like really obvious. There was some like blood spots on the mat too. And she she was in this match for a very long time. And, like yeah, she, and, and also another thing, I wasn't sure if it was her selling her injury as as maybe more than it was, or she was actually injured. Is she kept like, and I felt bad. I'm like, she kept falling over, like like losing her balance. I yeah. Go, Does she need a, 
CAT scan or something after this? Yeah, yeah. Wrestling can be both fun and pretty scary sometimes. Yeah, I was legitimately yeah. worried. Yeah, but her well-being. Um, I, I, uh, we hope she is okay. Yes, uh, much love to her and her family. Um, yeah. But, okay, Charlotte Flair. Uh, yeah, she came in number. I have it on here. Hold on, seventeen, right in the middle. Oh boy, uh, you start, Rex. <laughs> okay, so this Royal Rumble match was weird. I I was surprised at how good it was because. Going into it, they had seven women declared to be like officially entered into it. We had like Carmella, we had Charlotte, we had Sarah Logan, I think, and like just a few others: Natalia, Alexa Bliss, Nikki Cross, probably one more. And uh, but Charlotte was the only one that they were paying any attention to. She was saying she's been saying for weeks, "I'm going to win. Nobody can touch me." I. I'm better than all these people. You're going to know I'm the queen or whatever. And usually when people do that, it's probably a sign that they won't <laughs> or whatever. But uh, I guess not this year. I don't know. Uh, uh, I don't know that it, it's kind of, it, I don't know. How did, how did, what did you think of it? Cause I don't even really know how to, I didn't like it. I didn't like no. Charlotte Flair. She won the match. She won the yeah, match. Yeah, she won. And she came in at number 17 or something like that. Yeah. Is that what you said? I said, yeah. yeah. And she, so she didn't come. She got four eliminations total. She didn't, um, she spent like more than half of her time outside the ring. She's supposed to be a heel. So I guess that kind of makes sense. She wins in kind of a chicken shit way, but also, she's like the daughter of Ric Flair, and Ric Flair is like one of the most beloved Royal Rumble winners ever because he like, like they always say he went the distance. He's like the first person that went the distance because he he entered at number four, I believe, and he ended up winning. And and like that's like the best Royal Rumble match of all time, if you ask uh, uh, any old wrestling fan. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. This just did not have that same weight and actually because who she eliminated to win was she, uh, the, the person she eliminated to win was Shayna Baszler and Shayna Baszler was personally my pick to win coming into this. Uh, she was who I was betting on. Uh, she came in like a wrecking ball. She, she threw over eight women over the top rope, just like a total powerhouse one by one, eliminating everybody. And then Shayna Baszler, or I mean, and then Charlotte Flair just kind of comes in and tosses her over without much, uh, without much uh, pomp and circumstance. They just kind of went with the most obvious winner, and I thought like they had a real chance to do something cool with Shayna. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Like I was saying before, there were a lot of like um, I loved Bianca Blair uh, by the end of this, and also even Alexa Bliss, who came in number one. I thought she was amazing. There, it's it's like yeah. it's like even yeah, and even um, uh, Shayna Baszler. I would have liked her to win. I'm just saying, any <laughs> any of these other women would have been a more interesting choice than Charlotte Flair. Yeah, Charlotte Flair has been there. She's done that to me. I've only been watching this a year, and I already know this. Yeah, give, give it to somebody else. Mm-hmm. That that's how I feel. 
I I 100% agree, but I don't know, I do look at it in another way. It's like in reality, um, like she spent a few years like kind of on the top of that totem pole, and then like the last year and a half, she kind of hasn't like she's been circling it, but she hasn't necessarily been at that level or been, but she's still treated as if she is at that level. So. I don't know. Maybe they really do want her to go back up to that level, but I don't. So she's so by winning this, she is allowed to challenge either champion of her choosing. And they asked her after the match, uh, try to interview her or whatever, what she was going to do. And she did not say, but I think uh, reason would tell me that she, uh, probably going to choose Becky Lynch and do I really want to see Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania? Uh, not really. <laughs> uh, I, I'll take it. I'm sure it could definitely be a good match. I've watched those two have great matches. Yeah. One of my favorite matches in recent years is those two, but, uh, but that's the thing we've, we've seen it before. We've seen it. And, uh, you know, it's just not as exciting to me as what could have been, but, uh, yeah. What are you going to do? Because like over uh, again, I don't, I don't want to make it sound like I'm totally down on this. I'm not in love with the winner, but like this was an awesome Royal Rumble match. No, I I agree with you. I yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed this. Yeah, and um, yeah. but not my not my preferred choice to win. Uh, one more thing we should probably bring up about it before we move on. Uh, so the number twenty nine entrant was uh, Santina Morella. Um, uh, what, what do you think of that, Marcel? Um. I was, I'm glad you brought this up because what the fuck was going on there? I, uh, okay. First instinct, first p- thought that popped in my head. This is wrong. <laughs> why is yeah. this happening? Yeah. But I'm sure there's an explanation of why this is happening. This is, this is maybe a reference to something I, I have no, this is a reference to something I have no idea. What, 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 what? Just tell me what's going on. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> you don't know either. Like, I, I know who this person is. I've seen this person before. I, his name is Santino Morella, and like he debuted on Raw like ten years ago, and he won the Intercontinental Championship on his first match ever, and like he became kind of like a pretty well liked figure, kind of like a goofy heel character that people I. Th- think liked i'm not 100 percent sure on what people's perception of him is but i've he also had like a gimmick character santina morella that uh was uh, him dressed as a woman i guess and um you know it's probably a character that flew better 10 years ago i don't like i've seen people joke about like uh, this character coming into the rumble before. And I frankly didn't think it would ever happen because uh, it's mildly, pro- pro- maybe more, my mi- more than mildly to some uh, probably offensive. I, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. My first instinct was this shouldn't be happening. No, yeah. it's probably, yeah. 2009 is when um, I'm reading the Wikipedia page, uh, which you can't access for some reason you refuse to. Uh, it says here, Anthony Corelli, uh, excuse me, is humorously known as no, is known for his humorous gimmick as Santino Morella, an Italian stereotype. 
um, often involved in comedic segments, having several on-screen relationships with fellow wrestlers, as well as being crowned Miss WrestleMania at WrestleMania 25, disguised as Santina Morella. Right. I, um, right. Uh, yeah. So Why? Like, uh, like what you said, like an Italian stereotype and... Uh, like a transphobic character. He's hitting a double whammy there. It's pretty great. <laughs> but like, look, maybe it, there's uh, more reverence for this character. Maybe it's not as mean spirited because like, I don't know the full history I've seen. I remember him or him having like this mud wrestling match. I remember seeing as him versus Vicky Guerrero. I, I don't know. I, I don't even know how to react to it really. Uh, yeah, it's, it's off putting for me. Uh, sh- uh, maybe some things should be left in. Yeah, in in two thousand nine, just leave two yeah. two two missteps in this uh, Royal Rumble, but still a good Royal Rumble, a good one. Yes, uh, overall, yeah. pretty damn good. I enjoyed myself from beginning. All right, let's yeah. move on. Let's move on to the next match, which is SmackDown Women's Championship match. That's right, Bailey versus Lacey Evans. I'm gonna be honest. This is the match I kind of tuned out for. Same. <laughs> Uh, yep. Yeah, if there's there's one match we don't need to talk about, it's this one, which is unfortunate uh, because I, I I do like um I forgot her name. I do like Bailey. Uh, Bailey. I do like her. Yeah, I, I do. do too. Uh, this heel turn has not had the most fruitful, like not been the most fruitful in terms of great matches. It doesn't seem like it because she's no. fighting. She's fighting fucking fucking Lacey Evans, who, who I'm like eh about. Yeah, yeah, just kind of whatever. This is just totally whatever i i tried to get into the match i tried watching it but uh i don't know there wasn't much there to be super into and frankly uh, we could probably just move on yeah uh we'll, we'll just say bailey one sure yeah that's it um next match the fiend versus daniel bryan strap uh, match strap match put on those straps fighting the straps mm-hmm. on yeah, so like your your uh, one of your hands is tied and tied to like a leather strap, and then the other end of that leather strap is tied to your opponent. Apparently, according to the commentators, they haven't had this type of match in like ten years or something. Yeah, I haven't seen it for sure. I, I definitely believe it. I have vague memories of seeing this back in the uh, Attitude Era, back in the nineties, late nineties or two thousands. So. Yeah, it's been a while. Uh, what? It's been a while. Uh, been, <laughs> let's not do that. Um, not our joke. What's what's been up? Uh, what, what's 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 been going on with um, the fiend and Bray Wyatt, or as I like to call him, Brett Wyatt? Sure. Um, you know, he's still doing his thing. He's still uh, doing the Firefly Funhouse stuff. Still uh, being generally menacing. Uh, still coming after Daniel Bryan. It's kind of the same story as what we saw two months ago whenever these two had their last match. And then they built it to this match, uh, like a rematch with uh, like a, a newer Daniel Bryan. and uh, yeah, a, oh, a and, shaved, yeah, a shaved head Daniel Bryan. Uh, yeah. He cut off his golden locks. Why? Why strap match? Because like uh, the excuse was like uh, the fiend was like like running away too much or something. <laughs> I don't know. Like Dan- I think Daniel Bryan is the one that called for this. Uh, I'm guessing maybe he thought like uh, 
if there's less chance for tricks, I can beat him. I don't know. <laughs> or he want here wanted to prove that he's uh, really uh, tough. I don't know. Do you know what I, I kept thinking of when, when I saw this match? It's like when we had that conversation about might, might have been three episodes, two episodes ago, like how to defeat the fiend. Yeah, and um, I can't remember who brought who brought that up. Something about magic. Maybe magic can defeat. Yeah. Yeah, maybe magic can do it. And uh, look, like, like, I mean, look, uh, Daniel Bryan had two chances to figure it out, and he failed. The Miz had a chance to figure it out, and he failed. Uh, somebody else did. Finn the, Balor failed. Yeah, Finn Balor. Wait, Seth is, Rollins failed. Um, didn't Seth Rollins go crazy? Yeah, but both Finn Balor and Seth Rollins went absolutely nuts after facing this guy. Yeah. And Daniel Bryan too. He changed, and uh, the Miz he uh, uh, is terrified, and you know, uh, terrified for his family. <laughs> so yeah, this man he changes lives, he ruins lives. Uh, he uh, he uh, and yeah, nothing is taking him down. And uh, we, I still think maybe magic is the answer. <laughs> <laughs> who and who who on the WWE roster possesses the magic ability to bring down the fiend? That's a really good question, Marcelo. I'm here for the for the hardballs. Who do we who do we think? Can, who not not either possesses the magic or ha, or has the ability to possess the magic to defeat the uh, fiend? Yeah, you know, Alistair Black's a pretty uh, scary looking fella. Yeah, you know? and it, maybe he, he probably he sounds, practices the dark arts. He yeah. sounds like a wizard. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the answer. That's him. Yeah, that he's going to bring him down. Yeah, uh, you should you should write for the the, the WWE. Um, uh, I agree. Um, <laughs> how would somebody write for other than being like uh, you know an A list actor? Because who who the fuck was it? Wasn't it like Freddie Prince Jr. Right, Freddie Prince Jr. wrote for yeah. WWE for a while. He did. He did for like a short time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I, I have uh, looked into it in the past. You need to have a lot of experience before they'll even think about hiring you. Experience writing like soap operas or other television shows. So probably not in the cards for me. But send, I don't know how the hell you get into this. Send over your Talk for Society articles and say, look, sure, yeah. Say hey, I say say to them, I'm Marcus. Hello, mm-hmm. my name's. Oh, let, let's role play this, okay? Okay. You are you, and I am Vince McMahon. Okay. You walk into my office and you try to sell yourself on why you should write for uh, the, the the WWE. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh. Action. Who is that? Who's knocking on my door? I'm Vince McMahon. Uh, uh, can, can I come in, sir? Sure. I have all the time in the world. Come in. Um, Who are you? Um, I, I'm uh, I'm just a uh, uh, come uh, out with uh, that man. Uh, I'm, I'm just a big. Uh, I'm just like a. You're I just, just a walked big? in. Off, I just walked. I just walked in off the street. Um, I'm. Who are you? What's your name? I'm looking. I'm. My, my name is uh, Marcus. I'm. Marcus, uh, okay. Hello, Marcus. Uh, I'm Vince uh, McMahon. Yes, I know, sir. Um, I'm a big fan. Uh, I think. Are you? Uh, yes. How big, how big of a fan are you of mine? Um, I watch the shows of mine in particular. I said, uh, "Oh yes, uh, that dinosaur skull you have in your office. I think it's so cool." I'm oh, glad you. you. Yeah, here. I you love how it? much money you have. Yes, um, I have so much of it. You want? Do you want some? 
Do I want some money? Yes, that's actually why I'm here. I would love. Here you go. Here's five thousand dollars. I would love to write. Oh, thank you so much. I would love to write for you. Write for me. Uh, write for one of your television programs, like the, uh, WWE Monday Night Raw or WWE Friday Night SmackDown uh, or hey, WWE yeah, 205 keep Live. Anything. Keep going. We'll keep going. But There's I, more. I, WWE main event, WWE NXT UK, WWE NXT. Yes, thank you. It makes me happy that you know all those. Anyway. Yes, uh, but I would love to keep letting you give me $5,000 and let me also write the shows. So what do you think? Uh, Why would you – why would I hire you, a guy named Marcus who I just met, who complimented me on my dinosaur skull? Why why would I – Hire you, Marcus. What, what, why, do you, why do you think you have what it takes to write for the WWE? Well, if you'll take a look at my references here. Okay. Um, do you have your resume with you? I do, yes. Uh, I brought... Well, no. I, I didn't you don't bring, have I didn't, your resume. I, Wait I don't second, have an official resume, but, what, but look at this. You came into my <laughs> office. You came into my office. I printed off... Yes. What? I printed off my entire history of articles that I've written for TalkFilmSociety.com. Whoa, 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 yeah. whoa, whoa. You should have started with that. You write for TalkFilm Society? Yes, I do. TalkFilm Society is my favorite website. That's I, great. That's great. I, 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 I read them every day. I follow them on Twitter. I retweet them. Um, I, I, I donate to our Patreon. Only a yeah. dollar. Only a dollar a month. That's all it takes for, for me to listen need. to. Uh, it gets you all the content. Why would you give all any the more? content? All you have to, all you have to do, and I tell this to everybody who I meet, is you, you just have to pay a dollar a month, and you get the commentaries, you get uh, the bonus episodes, uh, you get all, and you also help the website. So you should know who I am already, right? Marcus Irving. Who are you? Oh my god! Who and do you like? See. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay, good. Get bored. Oh, okay. uh, that was a great scene. I love that. Fantastic. Um. So, oh, what were we doing? The Fiend, the Fiend versus Daniel Bryan. Let's talk about uh, the match. What? Yeah, know, good match. Good match, right? I, I, yeah, I, I did enjoy it. Hey, you know what? Something that was different than the yeah. other Fiend matches. No red light. No red light. Uh, I think the Finn Balor match. I don't think it was full bright light. I think there was like blackened out the rest of arena and the rest of it. And the, 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 the ring had like a spotlight on it or something. If I remember right. Wait, what? This, I, I don't remember that. I might be wrong. I, I don't know, but I feel like that's what it was in my memory, but maybe I'm wrong. But in, in my memory, this is the first time that we've seen the fiend in like this perfect bright light. And, uh, I don't think he lost any of his effectiveness. I think, yeah, he was still kind of an intimidating figure. I don't think he really lost any mystique. I, I do still think the red lighting adds something, but um, I'm, I'm A-OK if this is the, the future for this character. is Because maybe cause I know a lot of people personally that do not like that red light. And I think it's fine if it's gone. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm OK if it makes an appearance every once in a while. Sure. Yeah, maybe there was some some thematic reason they did it. Like maybe uh, Bray Wyatt thought uh, this didn't need it. I what I'm interested in is, and we touched on this uh, before our award winning sketch. Um, yeah, what's gonna what, what's gonna defeat the fiend? I don't know. Like, I, what I always like to do is like after these matches is is kind of like in my head to think about what's next for these for these wrestlers, like the arc, especially coming up to WrestleMania. 
uh, we talked about this, I think, on a previous episode, but like, who's, I don't know who he's going to fight at WrestleMania where it'll be an interesting enough match where he could possibly, well, yeah, because you always want to go into WrestleMania thinking, oh, it's going to be, you know, the match of the year. It's going to be a match that um, he'll, like, you know, a, a, a foe like The Fiend who hasn't been defeated where there's even a chance of him being defeated, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know who that is, is what I'm saying. Who is going to be able to match The Fiend? I don't know. Yeah, it's a great question. And based on the whip, the uh, the outcome of this match, and The Fiend wins, and the outcome of the Royal Rumble, I don't think we've seen who his challenger is yet. So we'll probably not find out until Elimination Chamber, whoever wins that. Uh, which is the next pay-per-view. But, uh, but yeah, um, I don't know. I don't, I do not know who can do it. Cause Daniel Bryan clearly can't. Yeah. Can't. Uh, the way the war of Rumble was going, I had an idea of what, of who the oppo- opponent might've been for the fiend, but okay. we'll, we'll talk about that. I think when, when that, when the, that war of Rumble comes up in our discussion, we'll save it. Um, anything else you want to say about this match in particular? Uh, no, nah, a lot of whipping. <laughs> I was going to say, there's pretty much sixty percent whipping in this match. I, I, and what else can you do with a strap, right? Exactly. And I don't think they really want people to strangle people anymore. So I was going to say you could have strangled, but yeah, it's yeah. Uh, I don't think they want that anymore. So yeah, they, basically, just a lot of whipping. They they did that attitude era sort of blood. Uh, thing for like a week, right? And then yeah. they're like, "Nope, uh, we're we're good." I don't, I don't think I like this quite as much as Daniel and the Fiend's first match, but I still liked it and uh, a worthy match for this card, I say. And uh, you know, God bless you, Daniel Bryan. You got a lot of heart, but you can't take down the the Joker. No. no. Uh, oh, you said the name. Yeah. Uh, it was crazy that the Fiend came in holding eleven Oscars. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I was surprised he, he had them there. The, yeah. the Oscars are next week. No, no, no I'm mean, sorry, two weeks from now. Why? Why would he have the the eleven Oscars that the Joker mm-hmm. will assuredly win? Um, crazy. Yeah. Um, uh, he also came out. I, I'm this. I'm probably wrong about this again, but he, I think this is the first time he's come out with that. Uh, the new fiend belt. Yeah. It's <laughs> just the, another fiend face. <laughs> I didn't know what it was around his neck until he uh, unbuckled it. Um, right. I thought it was like a coat with like a fiend <laughs> his <laughs> face on it, <laughs> which would have been like, sure, that's his shtick. He has his face on everything, on his lamp that he carries, on his jacket. I don't know. Um, weren't they selling a replica of that for like, Ten thousand dollars on WWE. Yeah, they yeah. were <laughs> some crazy yeah. amount. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but uh, yeah. Uh, how do you feel about that? Uh, that was interesting. It's a it's a what? How do I feel about what the uh, the belts being redesigned to have the fiend's face on it? I think it's cool. You know, I, I like I like uh, redesigning belts. I think uh, like uh, everybody else just gets like side plates uh, with like their face on it or their logo or whatever. This is a very unique uh, thing, and I think it's a cool looking thing. And uh, I think it like the way that the fiend was carrying the belt before was he put it around his like neck, 
I think having that be another version of his face is really funny. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Um, good old fiend. What is he? Gonna, what, is he what is he going to get up to next? I believe we talked about that. I don't know. <laughs> I was I was making a transition, kind of closing out the segment. Yeah, what's he going to get into next? I don't know, but you know who, uh, uh, what what well, we're going to get into next? Yes, the next match: Becky Lynch versus Asuka. Mm-hmm. Asaka. Uh, Oscar, Oscar, for, sorry. Yeah. Uh, for the WWE Raw Women's Championship, Oscar. Yeah. Uh, now, everybody should know by by now if you've listened to every episode, including the Marking the Marks episode. And if you've uh, listened to five minutes of one episode, you should, <laughs> you should know this by now. I'm a I'm a big Becky Lynch fan. Yeah, she, she's a big reason why I got into this uh, new wrestling. Um, and it's interesting that now, a year later, a year tomorrow, exactly, to the day, uh, she is fighting Asuka, who she fought last Royal Rumble. Yeah. Um, and lost to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was the first, wasn't it, was it... Was it the first match of the night or the, or one of the early matches? It know. was definitely one of the earlier ones. I think the women, the, the, were they... There, were the women last last year? Or did they uh, main event last year? For the Royal Rumble? Because no, it no. definitely happened before the women's yeah, Royal yeah, Rumble Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. It, happened, it, it had to have happened before because yeah. Becky Lynch um, was in the Royal Rumble after yeah. she lost to Asuka. I, I can't remember. Anyway, fact check us, folks. Um, but anyway, my point is, yes, that first match, Becky Lynch versus Asuka, I'm like, oh, right away, I'm like, yes, this wrestling is good. And I like Becky Lynch. Uh, so it's interesting now, a year later, to see Becky Lynch, uh, a champion, fighting Asuka, a challenger. Yeah. Uh, in a match that I consider to be pretty good. I enjoyed this match. Yeah. yeah. I um, I loved the story going into this match. Like uh, what you said, they had that history of last year at the Royal Rumble. Uh, Asuka made Becky Lynch tap out. Um, to the Oscar lock and uh, this year for like the last month or so Becky Lynch has been saying like actually since then since then like that was for the Smackdown Women's Championship I believe mm-hmm. and Becky lost it and Oscar won it and pretty soon after that Oscar lost her her championship to somebody else and ever since then, Oscar's been at this much lower place uh, in the rankings over there. Like she became tag team champion and stuff, but like that's not the most pushed important thing, you know. Right. And they've kind of incorporated that, like her lower standing in the company. They kind of incorporated that into the storyline where Becky Lynch was saying, "This was done on purpose because of because of my popularity, my Becky Lynch popularity." Uh, they they pushed Oscar down because they knew that Oscar was the one person that could beat Becky Lynch, mm. and uh, I don't. I thought that idea was really interesting, kind of getting meta with the narrative, and um, so I, I was, and just the idea of these two again, like I, I love that idea, and I was very excited just for this match on that on that alone. But they also had a good story going into it, and I think the match really really paid off. I I I thought it was fantastic. Uh, I thought it was like a the best singles match on this show, for sure. I I, don't know, I I thought it was just great. Lots of back and forth. Lots of uh, 
like they were very, very evenly matched. They were given a lot of time. Um, the crowd was actually into it, which I got to say, they've been kind of lackluster in some of the women's matches recently, but, uh, but the crowd was actually into this one. Um, uh, the ending I thought was great. Uh, how she yeah. won. Yeah. But, uh, uh, you want to talk about it? I liked it a lot. Pretty much reiterating what you're saying. Um, I like the story coming in, how Becky Lynch kept saying, and I only know this from the, uh, uh, you know, video coming in the, the, well, what do you call it? The video intro, whatever the, the package, the package in the beginning, uh, recounting their story. Like Becky kept saying, uh, she she has a debt to pay or whatever, you know, uh, kind of it was due after yeah. losing, you know, last year to Oscar that there had to be a rematch. So I like that story and I felt it coming in, and yeah, uh, it, it had some great moments, especially towards the end, uh, especially how it ended with like um, Oscar having that uh, the spit. What do you call it? The the mist, the green mist. Yeah, she has that green mist. Yeah, and and Becky Lynch knew it was coming, kicked her, and that's her, you know, Oscar spraying it in the air. That was a good visual. Yeah, and uh, and uh, Lynch getting that uh, uh, was it the the arm bar? What's it called? Yeah, the uh, what was it called? Yeah, what is it called? Disarm her. For it. The disarm her. Yes. Yeah, the disarm her. Uh, and having Oscar tap out. Yes. Uh, damn good. I like this match yeah. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Exact same. I, I thought it was great. Yeah. Um, I'm happy that this, it's another picky Lynch match that works for me. Uh, yeah. Because over the course of a year, before you're watching Peggy Lynch matches and pay-per-views, I'm going to say <laughs> less than half have been, uh, for me, actually very good yeah um, yeah unfortunately um but, and yeah this this frankly is my favorite so far um and i, I just love that they made oscar look you know formidable again really fierce look like she belonged there and i i want her in that space all the time i want her to be charlotte flair oh uh, okay uh but uh we've talked about that uh, well who do you think charlotte flair is gonna go after is it, I, it's gonna be Lynch, right? Gonna be Becky yeah. Lynch. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, imagine the other one. It, Bailey's a heel. Charlotte's a heel. It doesn't make much sense. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, I guess my Unless point is a turn in there. My point is, imagine if they had like either saved this or kept pushing this storyline to WrestleMania and have Oscar versus Becky Lynch at WrestleMania. At least that'd be more. Yeah. Know, more interesting. Yeah, that would that would be better to me. That would be much better. Yeah, but that's not gonna. Happen. Uh, that's a shame. Or you know what? I would have taken Charlotte versus Asuka again because they had their match at WrestleMania two years ago, and that was great. No, okay. But, but whatever, not going to happen. Yeah, uh, it'll be fine either way. But hey, could have been more interesting some other way. Speaking of interesting, <sighs> yes, we have one more thing to talk about. This uh, one is very interesting. The Men's Royal Rumble. I'm going to look at the. <laughs> uh, I don't even know why I'm going to look at it. Uh, at least like the first 15 anyway, uh, the rollout of all 30 men in this men's world Rumble. Who was number one? Now, okay. I'll, uh, uh, I, I mentioned it at the beginning of the episode. I've done no preparation for this. 
I came into it kind of blind. I had no idea what storylines were going to... Well, for most for the most part. I mean, you sent me that... Um, the card. You sent me what was going to yeah. happen, right? Um, you know... Uh, I, I And I know basically what was going to... Who was going to be there. But I didn't know this simple fact that Brock Lesnar was going to be number one. Yeah. And he no like made that... He made that declaration a few weeks ago. He was like very defiant about it. I'm, I'm going to be number one. Why, uh, why again? Is there uh, whatever reason the commentators gave wasn't yeah. sufficient for me? I I don't know why. Just because, just because he just to show off that, yeah, yeah, that basically is it. I I, I think that that was the commentators' justification was that like he's done everything else. Like he, he's won a, he's won a Royal Rumble before. He's won every championship there is. Uh, probably not actually. He's won every uh, top championship there is. He's beaten every big name. He's uh, main evented WrestleMania. This is like one of the few things left that he still hasn't done. It's like one from the number one spot, which there's been two people in history that have done that. Who's the other one? Do you know? Uh, Shawn Michaels and uh, Chris Benoit. Okay. Unfortunately. Okay. Oof. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they, anyway. they don't, they will not say that one. <laughs> No, they will say there have been two. There, there have, have been, been two. two, including Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels. That's what they will say. Shawn Michaels and another one. Anyway, mm-hmm. let's keep going. Um, okay, I we've made our. I've, at least I've made my uh, feelings on Brock Lesnar known uh, in episodes previous, and I think you're kind of along the same line, right? Yeah. Um, I mean. We said it before. Why be a champion and not show up to anything? <laughs> to like, uh, you know, the weekly shows, to most of the pay per views. I don't know, right? I mean, and, and yeah, yeah. And you think about yeah. that even further. Here, he didn't have a championship match tonight. That's right. Even one of the places he actually was, he was not defending his championship. Like that's extra annoying. Yeah. So. And then having him be number one and it it going the way I was fearing it would go. Yes. Where the first 15 people, well, he, who's number one, then the next, uh, the number two was Elias. Elias did like a fun song coming out. Like like he referenced himself as the sacrificial lamb. (laughs) Like he knew he was going to die. (laughs) Um, but yeah, the first, I think it was 13 people. 13. Yeah. It was 13. Yeah. He tied the record for most eliminations in a single Royal Rumble match, which was set by Braun Strowman in the greatest Royal Rumble, which had 50 people. It's only at 30. So it's the most in 30 men. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, so he, he took out Elias, Eric Rowan, Robert Rude. John Morrison, Kofi Kingston. Oh, okay, let's stop here for a minute. <clears throat> this was yeah. bullshit. This in yes. particular. Yeah. Kofi Kingston and, and Rey Mysterio. Um, if it had to end, if Lesnar's reign in the Royal Rumble had to end somewhere, it should have been here. Yeah. I 100% agree. Um, now, spoiler alert, it does end, and I'm happy with how it ended. Yeah. But, uh, but uh, yeah, I... I wish Kofi had, like he got a little bit of confidence. Like he at least was the one person to like challenge Lesnar up to this point. Cause before every name you just said, 
they walked in and got thrown out. They yeah, and, and Lesnar just yeah, and Lesnar just had a lot of time to sit and wait, and the crowd boo at him. Kofi Kingston, at least when he came in, um, he charged at Lesnar again. He uh, but he kind of got out of it a little bit, and he was the first person to last long enough for another entrant to come in and that was Rey Mysterio and like both of these people have um, history with Brock Lesnar and reason to hate Brock Lesnar uh, really badly and so at least they got something in you know yeah it, uh, going back to what you're saying during the women's War Bumble match the story they the good Royal Bumble matches they have like these stories within and like I was just fucking bored in the beginning when Lesnar was just throwing these people out but then when Kofi came in and then Rey Mysterio came in that's like oh to me I'm like oh I'm excited now like Brock yeah. Lesnar finally gets a comeuppance and like these people who you know he's he destroyed in the past are coming in and, and they're gonna knock him out that did not happen. <laughs> no, it did not. No, it, they got they got some offense in, but yeah. uh, ultimately he did. And Biggie was the third one that came. Yeah, Biggie came in. There were the three of them tried to knock him out, but they yeah, uh, like did their yeah. finishers back to back. Like he did a travel in paradise into a big ending into a six one nine. Yeah, fun moment, fun little segment, but uh, yeah, didn't didn't did not did not end there. All three of them got thrown over, and then it, it kept going for what. Yeah, so, more people. yeah, so Cesaro, Shelton Benjamin. Yeah, Shelton Benjamin was an interesting one. Uh, yeah. Shelton, Shelton and him have real-life history. Both of them were, like, at the Minnesota, like, training camp or, like, university or something, and they were roommates. So they have, like, personal history together. And they kind of tried to play that up. Like, Shelton was like, hey, man, I'm on your side. Uh, we're friends, right? And <laughs> And Brock went along with it for a while, and then eventually, just like as soon as Sheldon turned his back, uh, he dumped him over the side. So that was another uh, kind of like a fun little moment. And then keep going. Uh, Sh- uh, Sh- Shinsuke Na- uh, Nakamura, yeah, uh, MVP. Which I think this is when I actually took a pee break. <laughs> uh, um, then Keith Lee. Oh, Keith Lee. Yeah, I, yeah, that's fun. That that yeah, because Keith Lee impressed me. Uh, was it the War Games pay per view? Nah, his Survivor Series. Survivor Series, but yeah. wasn't he also on War Games? Yes, yes, he yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. So, it, it was those two nights back to back. That's right. right. So both of them. Yeah, I I was impressed by him, and he he had he had some good back and forth. Yeah, with, he with he uh, yeah. yeah he challenged Lesnar, kind of like how Kofi did, but uh, his was based on size, not yeah. just heart. And then uh, along with that, Braun Strowman came in. Yeah. Also, then, big yeah. dude. And these two uh, cannot keep their egos in check, I guess, long enough to not fight each other. Yeah. Like, and uh, so they, they were fighting each other, and Brock Lesnar was able to scoop them both out. Yeah, ridiculous. Uh, ridiculous. R- Ricochet came in, mm-hmm. and then also, hey, Drew McIntyre came in. Yes, here we go. So here, here we go. Here's the It gets interesting. Now, I, I, I know I've seen Drew McIntyre before, right? I mean, I've done this yes. for a goddamn year. All right, I can't for the life of me, and I, I like the guy now for obvious reasons. But I can't for the life of me think of the last match I saw Drew McIntyre in. I'm trying to think. Like he was probably in that Survivor Series match. I don't know. 
Like the last like super big match he had was WrestleMania last year when he fought and lost to Roman Reigns after Roman's big uh, return. Okay. Okay. But uh, yeah, he's just kind of been in this kind of middling spot. He was a heel for the longest time. He turned babyface like at the raw that I attended actually he turned babyface there. And that was a month ago, uh, like a week before Christmas. And, um, yeah. Um, but yeah, this was, uh, this was definitely like a big moment for him. Cause you say Ricochet and Drew McIntyre came in and Ricochet also had a little bit of beef with Lesnar. Um, Lesnar like knocked his ass out on raw a week ago when Ricochet tried to challenge him. And, uh, so he had kind of had something to prove Drew McIntyre. I believe had a similar thing happen and drew has been on raw recently, like the last few weeks. He's another one like Charlotte flair. Who's been saying, yeah, 2020 is my year. I am going to win the Royal rumble match. I'm going to take down Brock Lesnar. And, uh, by golly, uh, uh both of these two uh, had a point. Yeah. In, in challenging him. And this is when I was legitimately surprised and I went from just being pissed off that Brock Lesnar was just throwing people out willy nilly. Mm-hmm. And hey, Ricochet, I think, was it Ricochet who gave him like a ball shot? Yeah, yeah. We've uh, one thing we've learned about Brock Lesnar is he's pretty much indestructible, but except for his nuts. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I just remembered. Yeah, you know, going back uh, a match or two. Um, do, do you know something I forgot to bring up? Uh, the, 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 the fiend versus, uh, um, Daniel yeah, Bryan. Yeah, that happened. That, uh, yeah. Uh, the, no, real quick, just, just, uh, was, was Daniel Bryan just like constantly kicking the shit out of like the fiend's balls? Yeah. Like five in a row. <laughs> <Five> in a row. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, uh, did not bother fiend as much no. as bothered Brock Lesnar here. Yeah. It's a good point. So we, we know this of the fiend. Uh, yeah. he apparently has no testicles, <laughs> but, but yeah. Brock Lesnar has testicles and definitely does. He was brought down by a testicle shot. Yes. And then Drew McIntyre doing his kick. What's it Claymore called? Claymore kick. Claymore kick and knocking him out mm-hmm. and boom, Brock Lesnar is out. And thankfully. things are finally interesting again. Yes. The second half of this match is just good old run of the mill. Yeah. Yeah. Royal Rumble. The crowd can breathe a sigh of relief. Yes. Uh, and then things kind of start working like a traditional yes. Royal Rumble match from here on out. Yeah, the, okay. We can the jump crowd around starts now. To, or the, the, uh, the ring starts to fill up. And fill up it does with some pretty interesting people. Like AJ Styles came out next. Uh, AJ got a partner, Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows. Uh, there is one very, very big thing that happened here. Yeah, I was going to... Obviously, I was going to bring this up, but I wanted wanted to get your take on it because I've been out of the loop for a long time uh, before last year. And um, uh, as soon as the music hit, I recognized the music. Yeah. But I didn't know how long he had been out of the game and and for what reason. But apparently he's been gone for nine years. Jeez, yeah, probably, yeah. I think it was 2011. Yeah, yeah. Edge is who I'm talking about. Yeah. So how how big of a deal was it for you, Marcus, that Edge was back? That uh, I 
I, I mentioned, I've, I, I say all the time, I've only been a wrestling fan for like four years, but like be like watching wrestling, being really super into it. But like as a kid growing up, it was a thing that was around. I never personally like super engaged with it, but I did like play like the, the wrestling games were always like, like I, I loved playing those. I like SmackDown versus raw. And like the, the I had them, I had the whatever on the N64 too. Um, I, I played those a hell of a lot and Edge was always one of my favorite characters in there. So I, I, like, I loved his theme music. I loved his look. I, I loved everything about him. And so he's just always been kind of a favorite for that reason. And like, uh, and when I started getting into wrestling, I, was, I, I've seen some of his old matches. Like my, my, I think my personal favorite match of all time is a match with edge. It was edge versus Mick Foley at WrestleMania 20 something. Mm. Uh, their hardcore match. Uh, it's one of like the most crazy hardcore things I've ever seen. Um, I used to watch that DVD as a kid over and over. And uh, so yeah, Edge is somebody that I've always loved. And like as I got more into wrestling, you learn more about what wrestling does to people. And uh, Edge, he had to retire in 2011 because. Uh, he had this like horrible problem with his neck. I don't know exact details, but it's something that like if he had continued to wrestle at that time, he'd probably be dead by now. Like something, something would have snapped in his neck or fucked up or been paralyzed. And I guess all this time off, maybe he's had a bunch of surgeries. I don't know how the hell it happened, but uh, he's back. And like, that's, super exciting like it happened with daniel bryan too uh daniel bryan thought he had had to had uh he had to retire for good and somehow uh his injuries healed up over time and bam he's back and he's better than ever and i don't know if this is exactly the same situation for edge or if he was just cleared to do uh this Royal rumble and that's it but uh it's so exciting. It was really genuinely super exciting. Like I get to see uh, edge wrestle live, you know, like, yeah. I got, I, I couldn't believe it. I had no goddamn idea. It and, was, like, yeah, it was surreal for me because I was watching it, um, back when he was like, not at the height of, uh, where eventually went to. Cause like he was, you know, a huge, huge deal. Right, at, right. I quit watching wrestling, and then he became huge. Is what I'm saying. Like yeah. I knew, I knew him like from his like tag team uh, matches, like Edge and Christian, yeah, and like all those tables, table layers and chair, chair matches and all that stuff. And then like once I stopped watching wrestling, he became like the champion, and like he had his like a big reign, yeah. like for like ten years or whatever. And yeah, uh, it was crazy having him back, and. They had that big that big reaction from the crowd. I'm like, wow, yeah, yeah. he is huge. Yeah, I, and, yeah. I, and just I just haven't seen him in action in just so long. So, yeah, uh, yeah. He he's just like a real beloved fan favorite. Like uh, my friend, uh, one of my friends, like who like got me into wrestling the most, and uh, he he's Edge is his favorite wrestler, and I know he was freaking out uh, when it happened. And, uh, yeah, it, it was just exciting, really exciting. Yeah, so genuinely exciting moments uh, in this match. 
And then yeah, and then it, and then it kept going. Obviously, he was number twenty one. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can just jump towards the end here. Um, so who who was the final four? Was it Edge? Yeah. Uh, who was it? Um, well, uh, right bef- before this, I, I want to say that um, after that happened, uh, more Royal Rumble stuff happened. People getting thrown over or whatever. And number 30 came out. And number 30 was Seth Rollins. And Seth Rollins has been leading this heel stable as of recently. Oh, that's right. I wanted to talk to you about that. Because right, yeah. we, we mentioned earlier how Seth Rollins lost his mind. Yes. Yeah. Did he lose his mind? Just became like a heel, like that. Yeah. Now he, now he has his. Now he has his own. Set yeah, of he's goons. kind of running a sort of cult. Like it's not exactly. <laughs> what is, what is it's happening? Not exactly cultish yet, but he is doing some. There's like been religious overtones to it. Like um, he's been calling himself the Monday Night Messiah, and his new thing, his new shirt is like him in stained glass, and he's using like kind of religious terminology sometimes. Uh, like he's going to save the roster and so it's him it's aop authors of pain and it's buddy murphy who joined uh, very recently and so yeah he comes out at number 30 and he's got he's flocked by those three guys and so at this point i was thinking like oh shit well <laughs> this is what's happening now they're just gonna run rush out over everybody and uh you know they they, they kind of did for a while got a lot of eliminations and uh but eventually the people that he was eliminating um they started like, like on alistair black and samoa joe and kevin owens he eliminated all of them but eventually those people started fighting back and like they got <clears throat> aop and uh buddy murphy out of there so that became less of a deal and then yeah the final four was uh roman reigns randy orton uh Drew McIntyre and the person you already said, I think. <laughs> edge, 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 edge. Yes, yes. How could I forget him? Okay. Um, and then I went yeah, back. I went Seth back. was probably like final five. Yeah, he was final five because I remember him being in the center of the ring in the in the four. Yes, yes, that was really fun. The final four dudes were like looking at him, and and hey, lest lest we forget that um, uh, he he was he he was teammates uh, as part of the Shield. Right with yes. uh, what's this dude? Yes, Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. So how quickly people forget and yes. start a cult? I mean, it's happened to me. <laughs> My former friends start a cult and forget about yes. me all the time. Uh, one thing I want to bring up that I forgot to bring up when we talk about Brock Lesnar. My thought was coming in about halfway through, you know, him just fucking tossing people over and like embarrassing all of the WWE. My thought was, oh, are they going to do, uh, are they going to have Brock Lesnar win? And then he's going to fight the fiend. Like, is that, is that my thought was that is, yeah. is, is, is they're going to play it that way. Uh, well, since, I mean, it's not going to happen now, right? There's, there's really no way it's going to happen. But what, 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 what would you have thought if that was going to be, what were they, what they were going to do? Brock Lesnar versus <sighs> the fiend. I was actually looking forward to that very match happening at Survivor Series last year, mm-hmm. but they decided not to do that match for whatever reason. And I had that same thought as you did. I was like, "Oh Jesus, this is going to be the whole match. <laughs> He's just going to keep doing this, and that's good. That's just what the how the night is going to end." And then I was thinking about what that match could be like, and you know, it could have been interesting, I guess. But 
I'm glad that's not what happened. I mean, yeah, I, uh, it would have been another interesting match on paper, but I don't think it would have been pulled off as well. Yes, yeah. maybe people uh, would have hyped it up to be. But anyway, yeah, it's not going to happen. Um, but the final four, it got whittled down. So yeah, what uh, what happens in these final moments, Marcus? Sure. So, uh, I don't remember the order they got eliminated. <laughs> yes, think, I yes, I do. Yeah, yes, I so, do. Yeah, you do. You do. You do. Yeah. Yeah. So Edge and uh, uh, Randy Orton they used to have a, a tag team, which I uh, had no idea about. I had no. I idea did not know either. I did not know either. No. <laughs> but it was called Rated RKO, and so they have that history together, and. Uh, they were teaming up for a while, but eventually uh, Edge turned on Randy and tossed him out uh, when his back was turned. And then Roman eliminated Edge. And then here we go. Like this, this is what I thought was so brilliant about this match. Like, like we had that thirteen-person opening. Uh, Brock Lesnar eliminating thirteen people. Everybody in the arena being tired of it, thinking like, "Oh Jesus!" And and then Drew McIntyre comes in like a, a knight in shining armor, and he knocks out Brock Lesnar, the most hated person there at that time, at that second. Yeah. And uh, um, a little bit later, King Corbin comes in, like the most the most like loathed person in the company, basically, like the most hated heel there is. Uh, Drew McIntyre eliminates him. Um, uh, I'm trying to find it in my notes here. Who else he eliminated? But he also eliminated Drew McIntyre. We go. He also eliminated the Miz, another big heel. He eliminated Seth Rollins, the biggest. Uh, he was he was ultimately the one to throw out Seth Rollins, uh, the one that's running this big heel stable. So Drew McIntyre, up to this point, has been eliminating heel after heel after heel after heel, uh, plus Ricochet. But he kind of had to do that. And, um, and, and then here it was him and Roman Reigns and like, you could just smell the crowd or feel the crowd going like, uh, ah, oh, geez, like, like people like Roman now, but I don't a hundred percent think people were stoked about him winning the Royal Rumble. No, there's a moment. Okay. I forget when exactly. Oh, when he was fighting edge, there's a yeah. moment when Roman Reigns was facing off against edge and yeah. I could tell. Maybe it's because Edge is just that popular, and he is. Yeah. But they were really against Roman Reigns at that point. Yes, and and, and it's just kind of one of those like assumed things, like Charlotte Flair. Charlotte had won earlier. She was like the most obvious choice, and she did win. Roman was kind of the most obvious choice this year, and so people were just resigned to the idea. Oh, Jesus, this guy's going to win. We don't want this to happen because. Like clearly, this is just what Vince McMahon wants. But also, but, like, um, that's, like yeah. he's he's won before, right? Roman Reigns, the Royal Rumble. Yes, he has, and he also held the record before Brock Lesnar just beat it of like the most eliminations in a thirty-man Royal Rumble. Right. Um. <clears throat> but uh, but yeah, and and like what you just said, they had Roman eliminate Edge, so people would dislike him even more. Like it was so smart about how they did this. He he. Drew McIntyre eliminated every top heel that there is, plus Roman Reigns, who uh, they knew would have this perception of he's going to win, and so people are going to boo him. And 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 they had Drew McIntyre fucking 
Claymore click kick uh, Roman Reigns the fuck out over the top rope. And people went nuts. Yeah. Like they did every goddamn thing they could to make people love Drew McIntyre just through this match. Yeah. Because people people were responding well to him on Raw. People were liking his like character change and stuff, but still like he's not necessarily seen at that level yet. But I think with this, like eliminating every top heel, everybody everybody hates. Like, I think this this guy like has a serious chance to be like like one of the biggest stars they have. And I think that's like so exciting to see. And that's like exactly what the Royal Rumble match should be used for is to build somebody up. Exactly. And I don't think they could have done it any better than they did here with Jim McIntyre. It's kind of what I was uh, saying at, at the women's Royal Rumble match. Like they have an opportunity to lift someone up who, you know, has, has hasn't had that shot. And apparently Drew McIntyre hasn't had a shot, right? He hasn't had no. a championship match, right? At all? No, no, he has not. Yeah. <laughs> and um, he, he is somebody that was with the company like five or six years ago. And he just never gained any traction. Um, and so he left and he went to like Ring of Honor and places like that. And he, na- he made an impact, I believe, TNA Impact. And he made like a really big name for himself there. And then he came back to WWE. And I believe he was NXT champion. And then he came up to the main roster and just kind of wallowed around for a while. And then suddenly new character changed, fucking pushing him to the moon. Uh, I'm excited about it. You can see how emotional he was after yeah. it ended. He was just crying in the ring. It yeah. was fantastic. And going back to where you're saying, like, they did everything they could to have people on his side during the match. And I was... Yeah. I, I mentioned earlier, I have no idea when I saw the last time I saw Drew McIntyre in a match. But now after this Royal Rumble, I can say like, yeah, I'm a fan. Um, he's definitely won me over. You know, similar, That's fantastic. Yeah, similar to like how, um, in the women's Royal Rumble, like Bianca Blair kind of won me over, like with her stuff. And Absolutely. I, I kind of wanted her to win. Would have been great if she won. No, that's another story. But yeah, similar to that, Drew McIntyre kind of did win me over, and like I'm glad he won. So yeah, and I'm eager for for him to at least last like five minutes against Brock Lesnar, um, because that's what that's that's how, that's how it's gonna go down, right? Him and Brock Lesnar. Yeah, for sure. And um, I, I'm very excited for that match. Like I, I don't think he's totally untouchable. Like. I, there is definitely fear in me that they will have him lose to Brock Lesnar, but yeah. still, I am very excited by the prospect of that match of Drew McIntyre possibly winning at the main event of WrestleMania. Like, I'm very excited about it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> if I were a betting man, I'd say chances are slim that he actually wins. Yeah, but the fact that he's that that's what he's heading towards as a main event at WrestleMania. It's still pretty yep. good. Yeah. And uh, you know what, uh, Drew, we're all rooting for you. Yeah. I want you to win, buddy. I want you to win. Yeah. But realistically, is Brock Lesnar really going to agree to lose a two <laughs> WrestleManias back to back? It doesn't matter. Cause Drew will beat him anyway. <laughs> what? Do what? Beat him anyway. <laughs> By sheer force of will. <laughs> It's going to be an actual fight. (laughs) (laughs) He's going to break script and just like bummel Brock Lesnar in real life. Yeah. Just destroy him. Uh, Drew McIntyre, we're with you, buddy. Just beat his ass. Just do it. Yes. 
All right, speaking of beating asses, we beat this <laughs> podcast. This ass. That's how you end up. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, almost two hours, buddy. I told you oh the beginning. Oh, God. I told you the, the beginning shouldn't be this long, but hey, it turned out to be this long. Does this podcast, like, necessitate being this long? I like, don't know. like, is there a way to do this shorter without being. I've told you this bad. before. Because I've, I've told you this yeah. before, Marcus. We should shorten these up, but. I don't know. It's like there's, it's hard to do. And uh, I, I, I love this, by the way. I love talking listen, through this length of time. My only problem with like lengths of time in terms of podcasts is like, I, uh, to me, if we can like narrow it down to like ninety minutes, I think maybe there'd be a better we're, chance of people listening. We're not that far over. Like we we were talking for like eight minutes before we started recording, and I'm at one fifty three here. So like we're like what is this? It's gonna be like one forty five. That that that's fine. That that's about what you're saying. Okay, but my uh, my preferred podcast length is to the fucking moon. I don't <laughs> I be as long as you goddamn want. You know what? So, you know what? If anybody has made it to this point, tweet at us. Tweet at me at Marcus and at the Twitter account at marking the marks. Tweet at all of us saying, "I have made it to the end. I've made yeah. it. I've made it past the hundred minute mark." And I've enjoyed it. Say that, and we'll make these even longer. <laughs> yes. Know, and- you, do, do you know what, Marcus? Not to not, not to cut you off. My my idea uh, for this War of Humble. Uh, you, you're gonna you're gonna think I'm crazy for doing this, and it would have not have been feasible. Would have not been the right thing to do. But my thought was like, maybe what we should do is live live podcast it. Yes. Yes, Marcelo. That would have been insane to do. Just a yeah. four-hour yes. podcast where we just have to just watch it and podcast as, as I, it happens. I think you are talking to the only person at our <laughs> website that would 100% be on your side with that idea. Maybe we'll, I, I think we should do that. What's the next one? Elimination Chamber? Elimination Chamber. Do we want to start oh, it on a smaller one, or do we want to go fucking no, all the way with we, WrestleMania? No, 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 no. For the love of God, we should not do it for WrestleMania. I cannot okay, sit okay. here for six hours and podcast. Okay, yes, uh, that's that's fine. But yeah, we should we should sincerely think about I'm it. Not, for, I'm not I'm not going to commit to it. I'm just saying it's an idea. Maybe we, we will sincerely think about it. Maybe we, we won't do it for the next one. Maybe not in WrestleMania. Maybe the next one after that. Eventually, maybe we'll sit down. And live podcast, one of these. Yeah. Um, what's what's a shorter thing like a, a SmackDown? We know that's not going to be longer than two. Yeah, hours. we can do a yeah. SmackDown. We do. Yeah. Uh, and it was how long are NXTs? Two hours. Two hours as well. Yeah, yeah. And, and NXT and AEW Dynamite, something like that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we'll we'll, we'll we'll figure something out. We'll do something like that for sure sometime. Before we end, though, before we open up the mailbag and do plugs and all that. Yes, stuff, yes, yes, yes. We got to rank this one. Absolutely. Uh, who goes first? Why don't you go first, Marcus? Okay. Okay. And you, um, know the, you, you know the skill by heart by this point. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I do. I could. I could just. Re- I, could, I could just tell the people listening. I should remind them what it is, right? Yes. Uh, yes. For them. For them. For them. Yes. For those people. For the Paul Walter Hausers of this world. For, for Paul. For Paul. This is just for you. This is dedicated to you, Paul Walter Hauser. You're so, a busy man. You you can't commit this to memory. Exactly. Uh, so from one to five, one being the lowest grade, five being the highest grade, here is our scale. Mm-hmm. Stank, a little groovy, 
pretty sweet, pretty dang dope, and totally rad. Totally rad being five out of five. So, Marcus, what would you rank War of Humble 2020? Marcelo, so we are recording this basically right after the Royal Rumble ended. Yes. Um, we're only a couple hours removed now just because that's how long we've been talking. <laughs> the amount of time uh, we've been talking is the amount of time that's passed yes. since the event ended. <laughs> yes. And um, I, over the card, looking over every match that happened, I may not love the choice of Charlotte winning. I may not have loved that. Lacey Evans and uh, Bailey match, which I didn't think was terrible, is fine. Um, but like, I thought that that opening was fantastic. I thought the Fiend match was great. I thought the the Oscar and Becky Lynch match. I thought I loved it. I thought that was great. Uh, and the the Women's Royal Rumble match didn't love the winner, but I loved everything that happened up until the winner won. And the men's Royal Rumble match, I loved all of it. I, I even liked the Brock Lesnar stuff. I was kind of like in this like weird, resigned Zen state where I was like, you know what, this is what they're going to do. Fuck it. <laughs> I'll enjoy it. And I did enjoy it. And, and and then when that stopped, I was like, I started enjoying it even more. And it had a huge surprise of Edge, huge surprise of Drew McIntyre, like really being put at the place that I thought he, for a long time that he should be put at. I loved this whole night. I, I really did. I the few flaws I've mentioned don't do anything in my mind to take away from it. I am going the full, totally rad. Wow, totally yeah. rad. I, I I should have been keeping track. Maybe somebody wants to go back and uh, uh, keep keep track of uh, what we've rated each one. Marcelo, I. Okay, every time we're doing this, you are flipping through paper, and I can hear it. <laughs> I thought for no. certain you've been writing them down. I, I never write these down. The, <laughs> the only reason I, I, I flip open is just to go back to that one page where I wrote this bullshit down, the original rankings. That's great. <laughs> I never, never write this shit down. I only write down my editor's notes, like uh, mistakes or stuff I have to edit out. I never write down actual things we say. Okay. Um, but some I can, I can probably get on. Yeah, that yeah, you, you do it, or a, a faithful fan. Yeah. Um, because do you do you honestly remember the last one you gave? Or have you ever given a five out of five before? Um, I definitely have. Like on our premiere week episode, I think I gave Totally Divas a five out of five. <laughs> totally Divas. Totally Divas. Okay. And uh, AEW Dynamite probably, but uh, yeah, but uh, I can't remember the last paper we wrote down for certainly. Yeah. Um, I, oh, it's my turn now. Yes. As so. for me, hey, you know, I mentioned during the TLC uh, episode where um, that had no stakes at all. There was not a championship match in sight. Uh, I was not into the storylines because there was just nothing at stake. It was like nothing of consequence that happened during the pay-per-view. Right, I gave it a low grade. I think I gave it a, a little groovy, a two out of five. Um, I mean, it's it's like the complete opposite now with the Royal Rumble. A lot of stuff went down, a lot of consequence, a lot of stakes, uh, plenty of championship matches. Um, 
it almost hit a five out of five for me. I'm gonna go with pretty dang dope. It was, wow. cl- it was close to five out of five. It was close wow. to totally rad. The, uh, t- to me, and I'm I'm finding out now almost a year of doing this. I'm finding out like what I want in a perfect pay per view is I want not only the stakes, not only like good story, not only like good matches, but also like legitimate surprises. And this had a few legitimate surprises, but also like maybe a championship, uh, 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 you know, change, you know, a winner that comes up on top that you didn't expect to win. You know, I kind of expected the fiend to win. Yes. He's who he, he was going to lose, you know, right before WrestleMania. No. And also, um, I mean, Brock Lesnar couldn't give a shit about, you know, defending his championship. So who gives a shit about him. No. I mean, Becky Lynch wasn't going to lose. No. So, yeah. So it was close for me to being, you know, a five out of five. But yeah, it needed to have like an extra, you know, surprise, a shock, you know, a win sure. that I didn't expect. So, yeah. And like, yeah. only thing that's missing. Yeah. And for me, like Drew McIntyre winning was that, but like for you, it's, you didn't have any investment in him before him. Exactly. I mean, I, I, I liked, I mean, I, I, I liked not knowing who was going to win. And then him winning was like, Oh, it was a surprise in, in the fact in, in, um, in a way that to me, I, yeah, I didn't have any investment in him, but it was good that he won. You yeah. Know, I guess it was surprising that, you know, it wasn't Brock Lesnar. How, you know, how I thought it would be, how it would be, but uh, anyway. But yeah, I mean, uh, again, this 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 is like more like a four point five out of five. It's 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 close. Sure. It's close to being five out of five for me. Right. That's yeah. great. That's yeah. great. I'm glad to start the year. We start off with a really good, really great pay per view. Yeah. We can only go down from here. Uh, what's next month? What what's what's the next one, Marcus? Yes, um, the next. WWE pay-per-view, I believe, shall be um, Elimination Chamber, which we... Did we watch that last year? We did not. We skipped over that one. Okay, um, yeah. Yeah, was, this will be the first one for us as a podcast. Uh, is it, how, how many are there before WrestleMania? Is it just Elimination Chamber? Yeah, I think this year they... Like, usually in the past, they have one in February and one in March, and then WrestleMania is in April. Yeah. And this year, it looks like they cut out Fastlane. It's just going to be Elimination Chamber and then WrestleMania. So, Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, kind of like the Oscars, just cutting to the chase. Yeah. Yeah, just making it quick. It's going to be a shorter wrestle. It's going to be a shorter road to WrestleMania than last year. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> not in actual time, though. So a lot of stuff is probably going to be put down on TV. So yeah. I hope TV is good for a few months. That'd be great. Yeah, I hope so, too. Um, you mean TV like as in like the weekly shows? I mean, as the product, as they call it. Yes, the weekly shows. The product. Um, 70 days until WrestleMania. Um, I think my WrestleMania... Um, we, we have to talk off mic about what we want to do with the show. We've yeah, talked, we've teased it. We've teased it. We've teased it before. We're two hours in almost. I'm losing my voice. Uh, we've teased it before about what we're going to do with the show. We're going to we'll talk serious about it. I think by WrestleMania we'll hopefully come up with uh, some new ideas, some interesting ways of doing this podcast. So I'm excited for WrestleMania. 
Aren't you excited? I could not be more excited, Marcel. The road to WrestleMania has begun. I'm, yes. po- I'm pointing at the sign right now. Yes. Yes. Um, before we go, anything else you want to say, Marcus? Nope. I think we can end it up. End it. We can end it up. <laughs> end it up. Uh, no mailbag this week. Um, I'm looking at it. Uh, you know, Tariq, uh, you're really killing it over there, getting your steps in for Sweatcoin. Oh, Tariq, I, Still, love, you. I love you, buddy. Yeah, we uh, love you. Don't know if you're a real person or not, but you're getting your steps in. I'm, I'm glad so. you are. I'm glad you are. Hey, keep those steps yeah. up, buddy. Yeah. Uh, Tariq, if you'd like to make yourself known who you are, please t- tweet at us <laughs> at, uh, at Marking the Marks, spelled like how you see it on your little pod cast feed there yeah marking um, like the regular mark yes a r k i n g then the traditional spelling t h e and then mark's non-traditional spelling m a r c s yes yes uh on twitter uh follow that account because like uh whoever runs that account tweets about wrestling every once in a while occasionally uh i will say i've been kind of lackluster keeping that up but i do have plans to uh push it a little further uh in the near future as we do with this podcast that's a tease for you um (laughs) i think that's all i got marcella what about your personal plugs anything you want to want to promote yourself yeah sure you can follow me uh my personal twitter at marcus serving 317 um, I tweet occasionally, uh, mostly, uh, it's not been very fun recently, so maybe don't follow that, but you can go to, <laughs> you can go to, uh, talkfilmsociety.com and you can read my weekly, uh, series where I'm watching every James Bond film, trying to get them out before No Time to Die comes out. My first time ever watching any of them. We are up to our next one will be Octopussy. So uh, stay tuned for that on TalkFilmSociety.com. Do it. Do it, please. For the love of God, do it. Read Talk Film Society. Yeah. I heard that Vince McMahon is a fan of yes. Talk Film Society. Uh, I don't know where I heard that from. I just I just know that as a fact. <laughs> um, Patreon.com slash Talk Film Society. That's another thing you can do. Um, if you listen to this on the free feed, you could you could have been listening to the you could have been listening to this as it came out months ago, but instead, like a goddamn fool, you listen to this on the free iTunes or Spotify or Stitcher feed. What the fuck is your problem, man? <laughs> Go to Patreon.com/slash/TalkFromSociety and get it first. That's it. Okay, Marcus, let's end the show. Please. <laughs> How do we end it? How do we end it? Well, we always have this phrase that we say to each other like every single day. Every day we, are... we wake up, we yes. say, Hey, Vince McMahon, wake up, get out of my bed. Why did you sleep over again? Yeah. I know you're I know you're I know you like to read talk from society and you like to do it while you lay in bed next to me, <laughs> but take your iPad and go, why don't you? Yeah. Is your cat named Vince McMahon? Yeah, <laughs> cat's name is McMahon, and he reads from his iPad. Uh, talk from society. Um, no, we say this every morning. We call each other on the phone. We say this to each other. We say this 
to our friends and family every time we see them uh, we 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 write this uh, in an email we we, we write yeah. this down on on uh, uh, letters in letters and then we yeah. mail uh, it to re- each other recently I've I've come, I've turned to uh, like scrawling it on my walls yeah. uh, over and over over and over I've tattooed it on my body memento yes. style yes um I shot Joe Pantolano in the head <laughs> because of this phrase. <laughs> And here is. Oh, and I just realized. I just realized I may have ruined another movie for somebody on this on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. Um, we say this every day. Here we go. Um, hey. Hey. Um. Um. We. We. <laughs> <laughs> Love. We love to to see you all the time because because the wrestling is good. Yeah. <laughs> Period. <laughs> Goodbye. Get ready to-